Hey guys, this is Coach Pyrrho. Happy New Year and welcome to the first episode of the Wellness and High Performance Podcast in 2023. As always, joining me is the co-host... Teresa West. Coach Teresa West. Happy New Year, everybody. Hopefully your January's off to an amazing start. We truly do hope so and we want to make it even better. And in today's episode, we want to make it really, really actionable and valuable for you for this entire year, not just for January. In today's episode, you're going to learn five tips on how to turn last year's shortcomings into this year's triumphs and successes. And really the bottom line here is that a lot of things that kind of seem like they were always destined to be a success story didn't start out that way. Like it doesn't, you can read millions of books about different companies or different people who turned out to be really, really successful. And kind of like what we see is the pinnacle, the top of the iceberg, what's above the surface. We just see this thing that turned out to be like really, really successful. And we don't see the years of failing and grinding and trying things that went into turning that thing into a success story. So therefore, there's no such thing as failure. And you know, failure is just learning. And as opposed to looking at last year's shortcomings as as failures, like let's instead use them to our advantage and learn from them. And let's use them as guideposts to guide you towards your goals this year. And of course, we're going to give more like a few specific examples uh, regarding fitness, because that's like our jam. That's what we really specialize in helping people achieve their fitness goals. But these things are certainly very, very universal and interchangeable with the other different goals as well. Mm. Do you have anything to add before we crack into it? No, nothing to add. I think let's get straight in there. Let's get straight in there. So the way in which we're going to go about this is that we need to do a bit of an after action report on your goals. We need to think like actually what was the goal and then what went wrong. So what we're going to do is we're going to cover five key areas that are usually at the root and the kind of the culprit as to why you didn't achieve your goal. And the first area is that you didn't have a plan. Mm. Yeah, which, you know, I think that can be said across all parts of life is like, okay, maybe we, we just kind of blatantly specified that we want to achieve this. We didn't really like look into it and break it down as to how we're actually going to get from A to B. So a big thing that we look at is smart goals. And I know it kind of is starting to lose its charm a little bit, but it's been around for so long because it actually makes sense and it does work if you put in the work. Could you break that down a little bit more? Yeah. What, so are, what, are smart what is a goals? smart goal? So it's basic. It stands for an acronym that is that stands for S is smart. M is measure, measurable. A is that it's achievable. R is that it's realistic or relatable to your life. It has some meaning. And T is that it's timely, that you've put a bit of a timestamp on there. Again, this is when I'm going to start and this is when I'm going to finish it. Yeah, so I think if you were to break that down, um, you know, let's let's talk about, uh, I did a post the other day which was very specific to a body transformation or a, an aesthetic or physique um, goal. So instead of just saying this year I want to lose weight, 
Okay, I've broken it, breaking it down into something very specific. I want to lose five kilos of body fat and put on three kilos of muscle mass by April. So that's the time. And I know that that is achievable um, because I've either done it before or based on some science and evidence that that can be done. Um, it's relatable to my life because, well, I think, you know, everybody can kind of relate to losing a little bit of body fat if they desire or <laughs> just looking better and feeling better in general so yes relates to my life i think that's i've ticked off oh measurable is in that like hey it's something very specific if you, obviously you know you could do a dexa scan or how else can we measure body fat and muscle mass skin fold measurements skin fold yeah. measurements um girth measurements and stuff like that so so yeah, that's kind of how I would break down a smart goal, but obviously that can be transferred to anything in life. And then you still have the timely, mm, t the T. Timely by April, yes. Yeah. So meaning that it's not just like, oh, I'm going to do it sometime in the yeah. distant future, but it's not like, let's actually put an end date to this. So now you've kind of covered like, okay, how do you actually set a goal? But the, the, the biggest area of failure here, or the first area was that you don't have a plan, mm. you know? So kind of that's kind of the first step is like first you need to establish a, a smart goal and now you can actually develop a plan as to how you're going to go about achieving that thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And oftentimes like the kind of the, the biggest, the, the most almost like the best way and the most straightforward way that's the quickest and the least painful and actually ends up costing the least money in the long term is to hire a coach and hire a professional who can help you to create that smart call for whether whether it's fitness or finance or for whether for whatever relationship or whatever it may be and then actually design a plan that's going to take you there in a really really logical fashion you know one of the best things that a coach can do is to tell you exactly what the next thing is that you need to know you know we have unlimited access to unlimited amount of information these days and it can be really easy to get paralyzed by analysis and having access to too much information so a coach can identify where you are in your journey and tell you exactly what you need to do right now to move to the next step mm, and i think that's really um important to note because i think you know doing too much too soon is obviously like very overwhelming for some people and so a good coach is going to be like okay let's assess what's going on what's doing what's going really well let's not like change anything to that specific area because far out like life's busy you've got a lot on your plate so let's have a look and see if there's one just one key area or maybe maximum two if we were to focus on that and do it well and put some intention behind it it's probably going to start bleeding into some other areas and start that positive domino effect. And then you can start building momentum just from probably that one thing. And so that's what a good coach is going to be able to identify and get you to execute. Exactly. And even if a lot of things aren't going right, then that's the way that you go about building that momentum mm. and getting started somewhere. Yeah. Perfect. The second key area that is usually holding people back from achieving the goal is just a lack of scheduling, lack of planning and lack of making it a priority. Yeah, absolutely. Going back into this whole like life is busy. We, we don't like to use that word, but it's the truth. You know, it's very easy to get from 
6 a.m. to 6 p.m. and be like, oh, where did the day go? And so I think, you know, you need to block out time. You need to know the day before or at the start of the week, when are you specifically going to fit in your training? When are you going to set a time, uh, set time aside to meal prep, to go to the grocery store, to have everything ready so that there's a lot less resistance and friction to get your shit done <laughs> that's it and it's so built into like the the kind of the the modern corporate uh, how the model works it's like you have meetings and you have things in your calendar mm. and you just kind of like uh, you just execute them as they're in their in your calendar and if it's not in your calendar then guess what it's not even gonna happen you're not mm. even gonna have probably not even gonna think about that thing yeah so that same strategy needs to be applied to other goals yes you need to put it into your calendar and that is how you're going to you know make time for it but mm. and and prioritize it and yeah. that's an absolute key and like, i think it's a really great skill that a lot of people can take advantage of because i think unconsciously especially a lot of the people that we work with they're actually naturally quite good at getting stuff done if it's blocked out um, you know, especially some high performing individuals, it's like, okay, this needs to be done by then, bang, execute, let's go. Um, so now it's just like, how can you bring those skills and apply them into your health and fitness and take advantage of those things that you're already doing very well in life? Cool. Perfect. The third key area, which oftentimes ends up being a limiting factor for achieving your goals is the lack of key performance indicators and lack of things that you could you you would have measured that would have given you data and would have told you whether you're actually moving closer towards your goals and again this is just something that like the business that you work for whether it's you run your own business or you work for other business like they have key performance indicators on how the company is doing and and that your performance in with those key performance indicators is going to influence a lot of decision making but especially when it comes to health and fitness like a lot of people really don't have those key performance indicators so what would be some really valuable key performance indicators to have if your goal is specifically you know to get to the goal of losing body fat and building muscle mass. Hmm. Well, I think you can obviously apply this to so many different areas, but I think even just from a daily perspective, it's like these daily habits that you know are going to give you a lot of bang for your buck. So things like your step count, um, how many liters of water are you drinking a day, things that are actually quite easy to measure, um, and even like tracking your sleep. Okay, what time did I go to bed and what time did I wake up? Um, and I think just focusing on those three things, wow, that's going to have a huge difference, not only in your energy, but your ability to, um, I guess, focus and have that mindfulness. Da da da. It's like, yeah, huge positive impacts, domino effect that we keep speaking about. Yeah. Um, so just starting with like those key performance indicators. Um, the daily habits. I think that's a huge one. But then you can move on to things like your performance at the gym. Are you getting stronger? That's it. Like, are you actually tracking your training volume? Yeah. And, you know, like, it, it can be like writing things down on a notebook if that's your job. Mm. You know, I use the training app, which is really awesome because it's like you can 
like track everything really easily to the kilo and to the repetition Mm -hmm. and the app remembers it for you so you don't have to scroll back on your notes to think like what what did you do last year it the app tells you exactly your history and it draws you a graph of your every time that you've ever done that exercise while using the the training app mm-hmm. and it gives you these reports after your training session what was the total amount of work that you've done like this morning i have this um female client who is like she's never been going to the gym before she only started training with me about a month ago and she's not the most confident person in the in the gym environment and like she's been especially with her upper body training like she's been really like feels uncomfortable with it and you can tell that she we're, we're just we're getting into the groove now and sometimes like especially with women like can be quite slow to progress with weight especially in the beginning because like for example dumbbell bench press like mm. moving something like in, in that movement and having like even like a, a four kilo weight there for a lot of women's brain yeah, with the upper body yeah that's kind of like you haven't you're not used to doing stuff with your upper body for sure so moving from like a four kilo weight and then we move to five kilo now we're doing uh, sets of six kilo weight already today mm-hmm. and it might not actually look like a big improvement but because I've been also increasing her sets throughout her training program, I was actually, today we did the week five workout and I uh, took the report of the workout and I compared it to the week one, the same workout. And it, she was actually doing double the amount of total work within that one hour training session. And I sent that to her and she was like, wow, that's awesome. That's so much easier to visualize it. Mm -hmm. I'm making progress. And she's feeling really good about it. Yeah. And like just that in itself builds so much self-esteem and confidence, which is going to keep feeding that drive and desire to want to keep improving. And like, it's like, honestly, the best feeling, especially as a female who, you know, maybe you've never really played much sport before. You've never been like, more of a physical person naturally but to be able to feel that and see that like it's super motivating and it's like you build so much confidence in a place in an environment that already feels a little bit like daunting and and foreign to be feeling that you're like yeah let's go that's it and you're really clear you know speaking about personal experience yeah. because you know miss west like you totally. used to be a music that teacher was my identity yeah i wasn't allowed to be good at sport because for some reason if you're a musician you're just not good at doing <laughs> sport or playing things apparently but yeah we broke that one <laughs> we definitely we've broken that yeah. and gone through and way beyond 100 percent um i think there's another area that can be a little bit more subjective i suppose but depending on how your coach has trained you or how you kind of um break down exercises but you may have like a like a checklist of um body parts that you can feel for a specific exercise i don't know how you feel about this one because obviously it, it can be a bit more subjective because you're feeling things but you know maybe for a squat it's like okay i can feel my heels i can feel my um abdominals and my body is stacked and maybe that's also another key performance indicator when you're looking at progress because hey the weight might not necessarily be um moving super quickly but hey are these other areas of my technique and um that kind of 
motor sensory competency yeah exactly is that improving as well which is probably something you would do a little like have a little bit more nuance with a coach but it's still a wonderful area that you can focus on if you do feel like oh, the, the weight itself isn't like moving up as dramatically as i feel it needs to be yeah and that's subjective like how does it feel that's really important because when it comes to like movement there's like a motor component which is like i can look at you and like where are the segments of your body moving through space? Like, are you executing the motor pattern in the way that it looks great? If that's happening, there's also a chance that the sensory component, which means what do you feel? Do you actually feel the target muscles working? Or do you feel like, uh, instead of my legs burning like they should be right now, instead I'm like, it's my knees, it's Mm -hmm. my, my neck, it's like my back is hurting like no 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 that's not the sensory experience that i want you to be having during during this exercise and if you're having that sensory experience chances are that if i was to like analyze the motor pattern it's not quite there so it's it's a really important thing that's a good point you brought up it is really important and that i think that in itself can like get people from feeling like they're making no progress to making a lot of progress because yeah, feeling that you're actually doing the right thing and working the right muscle tissues when you're spending a lot of time in the gym, like that's, yeah, that feels good. That's that's some good confidence building there. So the fourth area that could have been the culprit in you not achieving your goals last year is that you just simply weren't ready for your goal. And it's like, If you were actually, you haven't even started your journey in this thing that you were trying to do. Let's say you're, um, I picked up the guitar yesterday for the first time in a a while. You know, let's say that I I went straight to um, YouTube and tried to, how to play this Red Hot Chili Peppers song. And after five, uh, after like a minute, I was like, okay, um, go to another one and just start with the one that I already learned last year, build my confidence with that and then move on to this one. So, you know, the Red Hot Chili Peppers song, which is probably talking about like Mile Marker 50 song. Yeah. And if I'm on like Mile Marker 5, I'm not going to have a very good time. I'm just doomed to fail. Mm. So I need to have a Mile Marker 5 um, goal so that it's actually, it's actually realistic, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I think that's where we can use that analogy again of like, it's never failure, it's just learning and like figuring out, okay, where am I? Um, And yeah, just not trying to put too much emotion into it and to be like, okay, cool. It's just feedback. This is where I am. Let's, let's break it down a little bit more and figure out what kind of sub goals need to be achieved so that we can then have that um, bottom foundation, that bottom layer ready so that we can move on to that initial goal that we'd kind of set for ourselves. Um, and, you know, for some people who might be needing a little bit more um, visual visualization as to what we're speaking about, let's say my goal was to, you know, be able to run 10Ks like three times a week. If I'm just putting that straight out there and I actually can't successfully run like three kilometers, well, then of course I'm going to set myself up for failure. So I need to be able to get to that base goal of being able to run a consistent 3K, maybe 5K, 6K, 7, da 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 And then I can consistently get to that 10K three times a week goal. 
perfect yeah and and it's always a learning experience like mm. another example that comes to mind like it, let's say that your goal is to you know finally build some muscle mass and, and lose some lose some body fat you want to l- really transform your body and you you go to the gym and, and then all of a sudden you you're like okay i want to build some shoulders like mm. you really decided that you want to build some shoulders okay well it turns out that to build some shoulders we need to do some um like some overhead pressing is going to be at one of your most biggest bang for your buck exercises. But when you go and try to do your overhead presses, you re- you actually discover that you can't actually bring your arm overhead without like hyperextending your spine or like really squirming or mm. there's some discomfort in your shoulders. So actually like to be able to move towards that goal of like building bigger shoulders you actually need to clear out this obstacle that's in your way which is to improve your movement capabilities and you know you wouldn't know like how did you know well you didn't know unless you're someone who like really reaches to the top shelf of the of the cupboards oftentimes but the only way for you to actually learn that was to actually get started go to the gym fail and figure out that what you're not good at yet and then Again, design a, a plan and find someone who can help you to move through that obstacle. Yeah, absolutely. Otherwise, you're kind of shoveling shit up the tide because, you know, you're you're being really consistent. You're showing up. You're doing all the exercises that um, bodybuilding.com told you was going to build your shoulders, but actually, you're probably just building pain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hope not. Hope not. But maybe. Hope not. Maybe. Okay. The final thing, the fifth area that is usually the limiting factor for achieving your goals is just plain, simple lack of grit. Because there's some scenarios where you are actually, you you hired a coach and they helped you create a good good goal, set great goals. And you... You had a plan and you started executing on that plan. You had indicators that were telling you that you're actually making progress. But then, you know, something happened. Maybe just like that initial excitement kind of faded away and something happened elsewhere in your life and you fizzled. You know, you you, you got a little bit uncomfortable and you just didn't push through that thing and you just didn't stay disciplined and stay gritty for a long enough time to really see the progress and the results that you were after when you started or what you set out to achieve. Yeah, 100%. And I think grit is definitely an area um, of fitness training and life that definitely you kind of convey a lot Mm. and you definitely live by. you know, I think I, I'm still working on the grit factor. So somebody who, for example, myself, who's definitely working on it, what is there like from a mindset perspective or like, you know, when stuff's getting a little bit sticky, is there something that you generally think of or something that you like tell yourself or I don't know, do you have any tips? Um, yeah. <laughs> so I think it, it, it's a skill. Like that's definitely what it is. It's a, it's a skill. Like if in terms of like, exercise i had like a, a really good analogy by uh, ben bakolsky was the one who said it in one of the um, training camps that i was attending of his he was saying that um like getting more comfortable 
with discomfort during exercise is kind of relatable how humans discovered fire you know first let's imagine that you can see that there's fire there but you don't know what it is but you can tell that it's hot and it burns and it's quite uncomfortable so initially it's something that you really f- want to keep your distance where you know you t- keep your distance from it but every time you expose yourself to it you become a little bit more comfortable with it you can go a little bit closer and after a while you're cooking stuff on it and you're really now using it to move you forwards and that's kind of the same way how discomfort during exercise is like that that's how you kind of build the grit and the ability to push through the uncomfortable thing which is just to get more comfortable doing the uncomfortable thing mm, so true and the same would go to other areas like playing a guitar like really um sucking at it yeah. and like you know like really just understanding that that like when you get to that point where you really have to like exert your brain power and it feels uncomfortable and you want to stop if you just persist it's actually going to make improve your ability to persist in anything and grit through anything that is uncomfortable in life uh, yeah so i mean like i think in today's day and age where we are very fortunate that we we do live a relatively comfortable life compared to centuries ago or even like in the last 50 to 60 years we almost have to go out there and literally find discomfort um on a day-to-day or week-to-week basis so that we can start to learn that um learn those skills of just being able to push through to be able to stick with something that doesn't feel good and like not be distracted because there's also a lot of distraction in our day and age like it's really easy to to sit rather than sit with something and just be like oh this is difficult and hard instead of just trying to push through hey we might pick up our phone unconsciously and start scrolling to try and find some relief from that discomfort or we might go to the cupboard and be like okay snack time or just whatever it might be or we might go and talk to the person um, in the next cubicle or whatever and just start talking to them because we don't want to face that discomfort head on and just be like okay no this is what needs to be done let's get through it i think i think you're bang on there and you know certainly like there's still a lot of people in even in today's world who go through that discomfort if you're just lucky enough to live in like in the modern world and like be really able to appreciate that but that kind of does come with the caveat that i've heard tim ferris say a good quote was that the the more voluntary suffering you can build into your life the less you will suffer involuntarily meaning like the more like you comfortable you or the more um like comfortable you become at doing uncomfortable things as for instance exercising mm-hmm. and pushing yourself physically then you know things that you might otherwise perceive as uncomfortable and discomfort elsewhere in your life they won't actually seem that bad and you just better overall at coping with discomfort it's almost like it's the same muscle and the same skill that's the same muscle that you have to flex to persist and resist from stopping during uncomfortable exercise that it is 
when whether you're trying to learn a new instrument or whether you're trying to work through an assignment or whether you're trying to learn anything new or study or whatever it may be mm, true and training's really good in that respect because it's actually you know like it's pretty controlled stress really um you know nine times out well, well no more than nine times out of ten but most of the time you're actually creating this stress mentally and physically without really like harming yourself but you get all the good things from it <laughs> exactly and some people can take harm themselves too if they push yeah, it, they push it a little bit it. too far but yeah For look sure. at it as like training is your best daily not seven days a week but it's your best opportunity to train your mind's ability to do uncomfortable things and this one this is the reason why i i don't listen to music when i run i don't listen to podcasts no music no nothing because that really it adds that level of mental training as well and like being able to handle handle myself and become a little bit more aware of those thought patterns that start arising as that physical discomfort starts arising and I do notice myself reverting to those same tools that I developed during my running when like I'm editing a podcast or whenever I'm like doing something else not related to physical activity that's maybe getting a little bit tedious or something like that and you can just kind of push push through that yeah so to wrap today's episode up the five key areas to focus on to change your last year's shortcomings to this year's triumphs are number one make sure that you have a plan number two is to make sure that you schedule it in and you make it make it a priority number three is to have key performance indicators and measure them regularly number four is to make sure that you've got a good solid goal and this is why having a coach and having someone help you set those goals that's right for you as opposed to being too advanced for you is really really important and then number five is to develop that grit muscle and train it because it's really really important if you want our help in setting your some really really good fitness goals and most importantly achieving your fitness goals in 2023 we are running the next intake of the leaner stronger experience on the january no sorry the february 20th february 20th is when the 18 week journey to a body transformation that you can maintain starts if you want to learn more about that go to coachbuter.com slash leaner stronger if you've enjoyed this episode and you thought that you have a friend or a family member who would also enjoy it would you please do us a favor and send the episode to them and if you really appreciated the episode we would love it if you would leave us a five-star rating and a review and subscribe on whatever platform you're consuming this content from Hope that you have an absolutely fantastic rest of the week. This is Coach Putter. Coach Teresa. Let's do this. See you guys.